0: Hello, welcome to the Local Artisan Collective podcast, a monthly podcast devoted to all things going on at the Local Artisan Collective. In this podcast, we'll have interviews, we'll talk about upcoming events, we'll meet some of our local artists, and just generally give you a chance to get to know us. Here are your hosts, Stephanie Howerton and Jenny Rosson de Venegas.
1: Welcome to the monthly podcast of the Local Artists and Collective. I am Jenny, one the co-owners, and here is my partner. Stephanie Howerton. And we have four fabulous, exciting guests, because today we're going to talk about boutique and festival fails. So please, uh, guests, please introduce yourselves real quick.
2: <laughs> Hi, I'm Roxanne.
1: I'm Izzy. I'm Abby.
2: And I'm Brandy.
0: so Jenny and I were talking about like funny things that have happened to us and what we thought would be a fun podcast so we decided to reach out to our artists for, for art fails. so we have some of our artists that have been doing art for a very long time and I'm sure they have lots of great stories on uh, like candle scent fills, boutique fails, things that have happened to you at a festival or all sorts of fun things like that so we're gonna go ahead and get started with these four amazing women I'll let them do a little introduction of themselves so um, Roxy do you want to just introduce yourself really quick so yeah want to-
2: hello good morning my name is Roxanne um, I have a business called Sago Adornment and I make jewelry and naturally dyed textiles awesome Izzy
3: Hey, I'm Izzy. I'm a watercolor artist. Uh, I do some sewing. I do a lot of tie-dye. I do button-making, enamel pin designs, a little bit of resin, and I'm from Untidy Venus, a goddess who's bad at housekeeping. I love that so much.
0: <laughs> all right, Abby?
4: Hi, I'm Abby Devers. Um, I draw paint kits and I paint everything. <laughs> Windows, books, canvases, hats, all kinds of stuff.
0: And Brandy? I'm Brandy with Moonstone Aromas. I make candles and whipped soaps and fire starters and anything else anyone will let me get my hands on. (laughs) Nice. So we are just going to do this roundtable so go ahead and jump in and laugh with each other and uh, take turns sharing your awesome stories. Brandy do you want to start with your candle story? Yeah, sure. Um, So once I tried to make a scent, um, I have a candle that's fresh coffee and a different candle that's cinnamon and vanilla. And uh, my best friend was living with me at the time. We thought, oh, she loves both of those scents. Let's combine it. And maybe it'll be a great candle. And I'll call it like a local latte or something. (laughs) cute right. <laughs> so i mixed the scents um found a good balance it smelled really good in the jar and i had her test it for me and one day i came downstairs and it smelled like dog crap in my basement <laughs> <laughs> and i was like what in the world are you doing down here she said i'm testing your candle and I like, oh. oh no <laughs> So, yeah, something about that smell actually burning was really, really bad. So,
2: so, did you gather that it was just like combination of the two interacting with each other that created that interesting yeah. scent? Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
3: So, I hear a April Fool's wax melt
2: release? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That might be too mean for me. <laughs> <laughs> I never even thought about that. Like, cause I mix a lot of essential oils on my own, but there's a whole other chemistry that happens when you light something on fire and heat it, which is something that I've never thought about. So that is, that is a really great story to learn from. <laughs> oh I had never considered it either. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Surprise. <laughs> uh I honestly feel like there's so many art fails that i have that i i was really actually having a hard time recollecting one of them (laughs) that was like really specific because i feel like as you go along as an artist you kind of just get like used to being like ooh that didn't work or that didn't go as planned okay let's fine tune this um i think i would love to talk about marbling with stephanie (laughs) Oh (laughs) that was one that came to mind I was like oh there were so many little trials so (laughs) when you marble you use a thickened water which is called a size (laughs) and when we first started we were like trying to make size out of like everything like cornstarch (laughs) um I had a natural dye print paste that I tried to make a um, a size out of, so, oh boy. So do you remember our first one, Stephanie? It was like this, glo- I think we used the print paste and we would, we just did everything wrong, like a hundred percent. Like we were, try- we were trying so hard, our effort was in the right place and our intention was in the right place, but that didn't make the outcome change because we didn't know what we were doing. <laughs>
0: So, well, I laugh now, too, because we were using, we tried to use, like, metallic paint, which I oh. now know is, like, the hardest thing to marble with in the entire world. <laughs>
2: totally. And if anyone says that in a class, you're like, don't do it. It's a nightmare. <laughs> but now we know that. So we can tell that to people in a class instead of being like, yeah, it's great. Go try it. And then they just, like, their confidence is shot. Like, so we didn't figure that out until we took a class. But but i will say that even after i took a class i tried to get a better deal on the uber expensive ingredient that we use to make the size now that now that we know (laughs) and it turns out there are three different grades of the product and the one that people consume is the lowest most affordable grade that does not work for marbling (laughs) (laughs) and there's a reason it's very inexpensive. And then there's a second grade, which I don't even remember what it's for. And then the third grade, which is the most expensive sea vegetable, as we'll call it. Stephanie and I love sea vegetables. <laughs> it's the one that works.
0: So, you know. and of- I thought she was pulling my leg at first because she was like, it's sea vegetables. And I was like, you're going to go plant like a little garden in the sea? <laughs> like <laughs>
2: become a joke between yeah and there's a isn't there a character from a cartoon that's like a sea vegetable or something so spongebob he has sea vegetable friends so stephanie was like what are you are you just pulling my leg and now we know there's a sea vegetable that you make a marbling size from (laughs) oh yeah so we did take a class from an expert that was like a three-part class and that like was huge all of our questions then were answered and we figured it out and then we got a system down and we we knew how to do it so there's failures that you work through individually and there's failures that you can problem solve with an expert (laughs) and we've done both (laughs) well at least you tried you know yes yeah yeah I mean we were trying really hard (laughs) And. I was thinking about that and I I was thinking about people who are like, I'm not a good artist or they say these things to us when we're out because we just did a market and people, you know, always say, oh, I'm not creative. And I always think they probably think that because they tried something that had really bad directions off of Pinterest that were that were never going to work and they think it's them and it's not true. So just a good reminder, if you've tried something and you failed, it could just be that you have a horrible guide leading you and, or it's yourself and you just need an expert or you need someone who knows what they're doing. So remember Try again again and try again. Yes, yes, totally. Fine tune it every time. Totally. What about you, Abby? With paint, have you noticed like big differences between different painting projects? Or I've been racking my brain too. Like,
4: just like you, I feel like if I have failed, I just I pretend I didn't and I just keep going. And (laughs) mostly, most paint you can just paint right on top of it after it's dry or just blend in stuff. Yeah. But I keep thinking like when I first started paint um, pouring. now you could go to Michael's and they have everything pre-mixed for you and all kinds of additives and stuff. So this was like right when it started and Mike and I were like, let's try this and let's try this and let's, and we were just grabbing all kinds of stuff, trying to make the cells, which are those circle things that happen and, you know, videos after videos. And again, it was just new. So there was only so many videos out there, but we had to go to like Lowe's and Home Depot to try to find the um the fluid stuff, which is called flow Yeah. And then, <laughs> then you have to add a little bit of water and a little bit of glue, but not regular glue. It has to be glue all, you know. <laughs> so I I tried clear glue, I tried regular glue, I'm trying all kinds of stuff. And then for the cells, they say to use um a certain kind of oil. So I'm going to what I got, I would think I got like five or six different oils from Walmart and the dollar store and just throwing stuff in there and then once we got the formula right because it you know if you put too many colors and it just is yucky and muddy and yeah you know the glue is too much <laughs> nothing was flowing and oh. and then we're like let's try resin and let's try pigment so we were like throwing pigment colors and resin and then paint and we finally out oh yeah but now yeah you can literally go to michael's or joey oh yeah i guess joanne's or hobby lobby and they have everything now and it's affordable it's like oh i don't have to run everywhere and find all this stuff
2: wow you had like a full-on paint lab i love that yeah
4: yeah we shut my studio down like during the holidays and we would just go down there <laughs> push all the tables together get giant pieces of canvases and just go to town yeah wow that's was, cool it's gonna happen at the collective one night yeah. you're gonna come in or morning
2: happen in here <laughs> hey, i love that too i love that i kind of love that research and development part of things too like finding the solution because you feel so gratified when you've got when you've cracked the code it's like so exciting <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> unnerving sometimes but exciting it is and it's the fun part of it i guess you know and
4: some people on youtube they were like listen, I'm an artist, I am not a scientist. And they had like, w- they wrote down like, um, you know, this much of this and this much of this and add this. And, you know, they have a formula. And wow. I tried, I tried to like add, you know, I had notebooks and notebooks and then finally, I'm like, this this isn't fun. I just, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's where I am at now.
2: Yeah, that's cool. That's a good one. That's, that is a good art. Not really fail, (laughs) trial and error process. (laughs) Yeah, trial and error. Yeah. Yeah.
4: We can circle back, but I have a good um, digital fail that I did. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll come back to that one. All Uh,
2: right,
3: you want to share (laughs) a fail with us? Yeah, so like Abby, I was sort of wrecking my brain because like one of my gifts slash uh, faults is I'm wildly stubborn if I've decided I want to do something. I will like break myself to just do it, so I don't like recognize the fails unless it just like does not work. But with everybody talking, I had a couple of memories come up, including um with paint when I was going to school because I went to art school, which I don't really recommend to anybody. It's really expensive. Just go hang out with artists. But uh, we had to learn oil, and the you couldn't opt out of oil because the oil painting teacher supposedly had all these eco-friendly ways of doing it so you didn't have to use turpentine so your asthma didn't matter and your allergies didn't matter so the teacher z uh nobody can pronounce his last name he admits that he he is from uh, like central china he basically got recruited at age five they have like child slave labor art camps in certain parts of china and he had been to one of those and Mm -hmm when he was old enough and scrambled enough money, he came here and he's very open about the story. He's, um, I can post his link if anybody's interested. Uh, His Instagram is amazing. He's a phenomenal teacher or he's a phenomenal artist. He loves it when people are really, really good at painting. He gets very frustrated if you're a beginner and have never touched the medium before and will sort of ignore you. (laughs) Oh. these no, are just things everybody knows at the Academy of Art, but yeah. see if he's your teacher, you have to just figure it out. <laughs> um, so I've never done painting before and our midterm project, like if you don't pass this, you're failing, is a like two foot by four foot painting that has to involve a nude. And i personally, am not great at figures and people in general I'm much more interested in painting like animals and nature. Um, So already struggling. So I went to one of my other teachers to help me like concept it out and whatever. And I kept working on it. I worked on this thing probably 40 hours a week for like four weeks. And I just, I was having trouble um, just like, I don't know, focusing. Like I just kept feeling like I was having migraines sorry i'm checking oh. a cat out of my lap <laughs> um i like i don't know i was just having so much trouble with it but i finally got this like i painting done with the help of like six other teachers and going to every workshop Wow. and i just happened to get like a c on it just barely like slid through cried and cried and cried and the day i turned it in i ended up with full body hives
2: <gasps> oh my and i God. thought
3: it was from the stress yeah and i came home and my cat was losing his fur oh my goodness and, it, and so i was a broke art student didn't have uh uh-huh. health insurance or anything so um just did whatever natural things i could do for my cats did whatever i could for myself found out when we went to start our finals which was also a gigantic painting um we got an email from our art supplier because everybody at the school buys the exact same supplies all the same color tubes or whatever one of our batches of paint was releasing Airborne, like chemicals. Oh wow! And it could cause skin irritations. And basically, I had poisoned me and my cat oh because my I had mostly used oh. that color. Jenny's actually seen it. It's the girl riding the dinosaur that's in my bathroom. Holy! Uh, that green, that's the background. <laughs> was the tainted batch? Oh, oh no! Me and the cat were just fine. Astor oh, lived you. many more years to to uh, to torture us all, but um, yeah, I had basically poisoned us trying to get this project that I absolutely hated and barely passed with. Well,
2: well, you basically had an experience that early Renaissance artists had, which was living right? in the tiny studios using oil paints. That's right. They would become so sick, like oh yeah, before they regulated and controlled like pigments and. <laughs> I can attest kind that of scary. not all right. pigments are safe either. Like everyone thinks, oh, it's natural. It's like, well, there's a lot of things that are natural that are not good for you. Yeah. is an oak is natural. Nightshade yeah. is natural. <laughs> Fly. Also,
3: fun fact, everybody, don't eat the reds <clears throat> and yellows in your paint kits. Those are cadmium. And cadmium, yes. if you eat it, is a heavy metal. It'll kill you. That's yeah. I, um,
4: my oil painting teacher, he was a little wacky. Mm-hmm. And he was like... Oh. Hey, and this, I was like, why are you telling us this? And he's like, if, the, if it was the end of the world and you had no food, eat your, you know, natural colors, your browns and your tans. Don't eat your red or your blue. <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> Don't eat ultramarine. Why would I want to
3: eat my oil paints? <laughs> <laughs>
0: the end of the world, don't eat
1: your yellow. Oh my gosh.
3: But, uh, but also sort of on the, the like painting fails, I just, I have to share like a ceiling veil like so artists when we paint we seal our paintings yeah sometimes especially if you want to be archival so after i had graduated me and one of my friends from art school we um i had bought i still have it a very expensive pigment printer it can print on fabric but it's not like water fast but it's pure pigment it's for high quality leaky paint uh sales i am so sorry my puppy has some bubble
2: wrap give me one moment (laughs) Speaking of things that happen in an art studio, right? <laughs> <laughs> things just happen.
3: <clears throat> Welcome to the chaos. My apologies. <laughs> so anyway, I got this Gleeky printer and me and my friend were so excited. We could do pr- canvas prints of some of our art and I was like, I am going to print on canvas of so my watercolors and then I can mount them on. Uh, like mount them like canvases and sell them. this would be so great so we printed some of her art we printed some of mine it's about four dollars a piece to print a small one like a four inch by four inch um so we wasted a bunch of money printing because we had to figure that out so we got them we figured out how to staple them onto the wood bases and we're like now we got to seal them so they'll last forever and we were at her house so we had all these different sealants for tons of different medias left over from going to school, from trying different projects. If you're an artist, you end up with a mass collection of all kinds of fun things. So we decided uh, the first thing we were gonna try was our spray seal. So we went down into her basement, which is fully enclosed, and we started spraying. And then we realized, oh, oh no, we're gonna get really high <laughs> oh, if we do no. this. <laughs> Let's take it outside. So it's in sunny California, right on the coast. So we're like, yeah, no problem. So we set up a table. We put the paintings down. We spray a bunch of them. We go inside. We're gonna let it dry. We have like some tea and a snack, and you know, like have a fun art girl day. We go out, and a bird had pooped all over them.
2: Oh no! All right, (laughs) cool.
3: Scrap that one. So the next day we got together (laughs) at my house. Like I'm dragging the printer back and forth, by the way. Um, Do some more printing. Screw a bunch of them up staple them on there we're like all right we're gonna try our like acrylic sealer like it's just it's almost like a gel so we paint it on we set it up in my backyard and we go inside we have some snacks we're gonna let them dry outside it's gonna be great and we come out and I had a big pine tree in my backyard at the time so there were pine needles in it but for anybody who doesn't know like the California sugar pines hornets love to live in california sugar pines oh geez. So the hornets apparently smelled the gels the acrylic gel flew in and some of them got stuck to it so there oh. were half alive struggling half sealed hornets and pine needles stuck in it oh no um yeah so we decided at this point we were probably 200 into this project and maybe we should scrap it and do something else <laughs> wow that was a
2: fun
0: one yeah that. <laughs> yeah I almost quit my business over printer problems in the very beginning oh my god I pr- always printers envisioned. will make or break you oh yeah mm-hmm. I was determined to have the clear labels which I do have so it That's did
4: beautiful it, it, it did does. succeed
0: <laughs> it was not fun at first and uh I wasted a lot of money and time and tears. (laughs) Oh, oh
2: yeah. I think we forget like all those little details of just printing a tag the way you want it sometimes is like Mm -hmm. incredibly frustrating.
0: (laughs) I literally remember saying like, this is not worth it. I'm just
1: going to give up.
0: (laughs) I'm just going to scrap the whole business idea because I can't
2: have the clear label that I want. oh my <laughs> gosh the vision in my head i need it <laughs> maybe no, that so was so we've all stubborn. almost quit
3: over like printer issues at some point right yeah
0: yeah that's my
4: college story
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay let's hear it abby <laughs> all right yeah.
4: so uh when was going to college well i went to art like three different art colleges and um, when I started, it was going I was going for graphic design and fibers and always painted. So I just figured I don't need to go for painting, but anyway, <clears throat> that's a whole different story. So I had a graphic design project due, and this was the early 2000s and I'm a Mac person. So everything's on my Mac love, hate relationship forever. And I had a pretty good printer. Uh, my mom bought for me and it it printed like i think 13 by 19 something crazy so i was making a it was like a cigar mailer like that was my project like you would mail it to somebody so it was probably like 20 pages and i had to fold it and staple it and everything so i am literally ready to print and i start printing i think i printed like two pages and my computer crashed I lost everything
0: oh no
4: gosh this and it was already like 11 something at night you know had to be in the next morning (laughs) always it always happens when you need your printer and it's not that I was last minute it was just it it was so much that I had to do that this was the time I was finally printing it so I think maybe I had it say I don't remember exactly what happened but I think I found like maybe I had a little I don't even think there was thumb drives then. I think it was a zip drive I don't know if you guys remember that <laughs> yeah A cartridge, but it was real thick and it could hold a lot more so my mom drove me all the way down to Philadelphia it was like 30 35 minutes at midnight to go to the kinkos because it was the only one open that are in New Jersey they were both kind of the same distance and it was like a 24-hour Kinko's because there were so many colleges downtown. So we're down there probably like till four in the morning because they had, oh you know, like please, I'm crying to them, please print this for me. I'm
2: gonna fail my class. <laughs> oh
4: my and I had to go all the way back home, you know, get my act together, and then drive back down to school because that's where.
2: Oh my gosh! <laughs> but I got it. I got it in. <laughs> you got it. You passed the class. Whoa.
3: If you've gone to art school you've definitely been at a kinko's at an hour where no yeah. one should be at a kinko's
4: yeah totally i should have just worked there just to be told <laughs> but you know what did i learn save everything like triple you know
3: oh yeah oh my gosh with like the rise of the google drive if you're an artist and you have your work digitally Go ahead and make yourself two Gmail accounts and back everything up to both of them in case something happens to one. But guys, it's free storage. Just, just do it. I never thought about that. All these years.
4: Wow. Okay. I'm down with that.
3: Oh, yeah. Google Drive. You can store like up to like 15 gigs. And yeah. then if you need more, you you can pay like a little bit. And yeah, you can just like back it all up.
2: That's good advice. Yeah, it's really good
3: advice. Thank you.
0: Jenny, do you and Renee have any fun stories?
1: Um, we we have two fun ones. One the fail to success, and the other one just fail. Um, the fail to success. He was working on a silver um, ring, kind of like a wrap around that would go kind of crawl up your finger, um, kind of twist around your finger, and it just wasn't going well. He couldn't get the couldn't get it even. It was really lopsided. It was. Um, I don't know, it just was. It just, just looked good. didn't look good. And after a couple of weeks of toying with it and trying to figure it out, um, I can't remember which one said, but one of us was like, you know, it kind of looks like a snake. And he's like, yeah, I like snake. And so he like added two little eyes and some section to the body and like, I'm just done. I am just done, <laughs> snake ring, whatever, get out of my life. Let's market it super cheap, I don't want to see it anymore. And it sold super fast.
2: Whoa. And then other
1: people came up and like, where's that snake ring? And he's like, uh, uh, <laughs> like, I want a snake ring. I want a snake ring. And so after that, he always tries to have um, one or two snake rings available because people love little snake ring. Sometimes they'll put like little eyes or ma- sometimes even as a mouth. And I want one. Things. You want one? <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> and then our our failed fail one is Uh, It's kind of a running joke that you know an experienced artist who's been out to events or not by what type of weather they hate. And if it's the sun, if it's the rain, if it's cold, yeah, they haven't really been out. The wind, the wind (sighs) is that mortal enemy. So, our story is we were at an event. uh, We were first starting out and we didn't know. We didn't, you know, we had a camping canopy, we had a table. I grabbed one of my tablecloths, we took some jewelry, we had no idea what we were doing. We placed all the jewelry individually out on a table and the wind came up and it came underneath the tablecloth, lifted the tablecloth up oh. off the table and the jewelry whoo, went out all oh, over no. the grassy area. Yeah, it was. Wow. So oh. I'm like, okay, Renee, you man the booth, I'll start to look. So the bigger pieces, you know, we could find real easy, but the smaller pieces and the rings and a couple of earrings. So I'm down on my hands and knees, like combing through the grass looking oh for it and then other people were like hey what are you doing like uh oh, we lost some jewelry so then so the customers were all down on the grass looking for the jewelry and <laughs> we found a few but there there were several that we never recovered never recovered oh. and the same people awful. next to us yeah it was awful it was awful and we had some people next to us who had been around for quite a while and they came over like we need to talk and like first of all you got you got this wind thing so in the future, we made padded um, briefcases where we could pin all the jewelry. So if the wind came, it had to take the whole briefcase and all the jewelry. It and, mm-hmm. um, much easier to find and take care of than combing through grass.
2: Oh, Combing through grass for jewelry sounds sounds terrible, Jenny. Oh, my it, gosh.
3: It was awful. It was. It would be like legit calling places to see if I could rent a metal detector at that point. Yeah. Time.
1: Oh, yeah, really. yeah, I didn't think of that, but yeah, it was. Wow. Yep, that was, that, yeah. That was, uh, Stephanie, do you have any fails? Lots of them, but <laughs>
0: <laughs> probably the thing that, like, sticks in my mind is like, the, like, most, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I just did that moment was right before we were opening the store. I was, like, trying to do an event. Um... And the store hadn't quite opened and I was like going a million miles an hour and like just trying to figure everything out. And so um, I make upcycled clothes and I was like, oh, I've seen people hang them on their tent. I'm just going to hang it on my tent. I'm going to save time. I just don't have like I just was going too many directions at one time. So I did that. (laughs) And Mike, our glassblower, was at this event, too. So he was like my superhero of the day. So I'm in my tent and then all of a sudden my tent goes because I put too much weight on it. And I was like, I know better than this. Why did I do this? What have I done to myself? Oh. So Mike comes over and he's got like a zip ties because he's like a man of like anything you can ever imagine that you need people you have and found it a <laughs> nice. Um on top of that. Um and helped and we got it all set back up. And but yeah, that was my like Oh, I know so much better than this. I know not to put all that weight on my tent, but, you know, sometimes when you're in the middle of things, you... Oh, Mike was there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Mike is (laughs) kind of like a show master. Like, he's mastered the art of vending. Like, there's a couple shows we did, and I I didn't bring any food. I didn't bring any snacks. Okay, go. Like, that's not good either to not have snacks at a show. And he had, like, tons. He was like, oh, I got this and this. He had, like, a whole board going on so
3: <laughs> like failed events could be like it's oh like we could do like our, our a whole thing about it because oh, everybody yeah. here has done events i was thinking about your your story just there stephanie the worst booth collapse i've seen was one of my regular shows i used to do when i was in san francisco was on an island in the middle of the san francisco bay treasure oh. island it was an event called treasure fest and it was an abandoned military base, which was super, super cool. And it was four miles long. It was the main Boulevard. Literally one side of the road was on the water, like just wow. on it. Um, so it was gorgeous, beautiful view of Oakland. And they'd have 400 vendors, 40 food trucks, 10 bands, bring your dogs, ticketed event, you can drink alcohol, super, super cool event. We did it every month, 11 months out of the year. But in the middle of San Francisco Bay, the wind can easily get up over 80 miles an hour. Oh. Um, so there was a and it was a two-day event. So you left your stuff overnight. So there were a lot of times like we were come in and literally booths would be in the middle of the bay. They'd blown over and gone out to sea. Oh, my God. And the saddest one I saw was this gal who did ceramics. Oh. She had these really cute wooden shells she tied to the legs of her just. You know those, like, soccer easy-ups? The very, very cheap ones? Yeah. yeah. We had just gotten set up. The show didn't even start for, like, an hour. And those little soccer easy-ups are not very strong. The wind caught it, and the middle of the front of the tent collapsed, which made a sail, took everything over. Not one thing was salvageable. She was, oh, like,
4: yeah. inconsolable.
3: As, as she should be, but it was, like... Do we need to call an EMT? I think she's in shock. (laughs) So what we learned from that one is don't tie things to the the legs of your tent that you can't risk losing or like that can't handle being squished a little bit. And don't bring so much stuff to a show that if if the worst thing happened to the booth, your business would be toast.
2: Right. All All of your inventory. Oh,
3: my gosh. I
4: might I might have quit at that point as a potter.
3: I n- I never saw her at that event again. And yeah. There's just a lot happening in the bay, so she could have just done other shows I wasn't on. But yeah. I mean, I, like I said, like we were like, oh no, is she in shock? Like, do we need to like call an ambulance? Mm. Like,
2: yeah. That's devastating. That's a devastating loss. My <laughs> candles are heavy enough that I've never had much
0: trouble with them blowing off the table. But I did almost get knocked unconscious by my canopy. (gasps)
1: Oh my gosh.
2: gosh.
0: I had it weighted down and it still like the wind was pushing so hard that it
2: bent and hit me in the head. Oh no. Oh my goodness. Isn't that recent?
0: Yeah, I I think you were there, huh, Abby? I was like seeing stars. (laughs) Yeah, I remember that.
2: Oh my gosh the things you don't know about vending and selling art until you do it especially in
4: windy like utah is definitely different yeah i've experienced on the east coast so
2: microbursts like things can be looking just fine like a block Mm -hmm. away and you can just be in like you know hurricane three winds going on Mm -hmm. on your block (laughs) and your booth it's weird and 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 tents are just like really big umbrellas basically <laughs> yeah they are I yeah. just
3: experienced that two days ago right ladies
2: yes yes <laughs> I was gonna say we just did a show and we had we had some gale force winds going on <laughs> oh, gosh.
3: and then complete and, downpours
2: yeah downpour I mean we had everything we had like all seasons in one I mean it's we didn't good, have heat, which was was fine we were okay with that too but when I when I left for a moment, um, I noticed that someone had lost a tent and it was just like the tent skeleton was just laying on the side of the road somewhere. I was like, oh, that's a hard way to learn. That's when you have a day where you're like, I'm quitting for today. (laughs) I'm gonna just let myself take it in, feel like a loss and like grieve it. And then tomorrow I'll be like, okay, am I going to keep doing this? I feel like we do that as a lot as artists. We go, Oh man, that really just was awful. And then we just sleep on it, and we're like, okay, I'm gonna, gonna, gonna get back at it and try, try again. <laughs> yeah.
3: So when I first started doing like booths regularly with uh, my friend in California and my my now husband, but he was just my boyfriend at the time, after like our first couple of shows, and our first couple of shows were genuinely the worst shows I've still done in in my life. Not just because we're inexperienced, but they. I'm more experienced at picking shows now. Yeah. But we decided we ha- would have a misery factor. And everybody's got their own misery factor.
1: Yeah. And you have
3: to figure out what are the things that make it so that this event is not for you. Mm. And leaving early at an event is like the biggest faux pas. You will probably yeah. not be re- so returning. True. But there are some times where you're like, you know what, I don't ever want to do this event again, and my sanity and my supplies and my ability to continue doing this job means I'm burning this bridge. Yeah. So, like, definitely figure out what makes you miserable. Like, if you don't own waterproof shoes and you don't wear waterproof shoes, I have a friend who did this, don't do winter shows. Hmm. I have a friend who absolutely refuses to wear anything waterproof, and then she would be so sad when it would be raining and she'd be standing in a puddle in a hoodie with like converse and it's like don't do winter shows girl you're a summer show girl
2: yeah knowing your threshold that's a really good point point. and knowing like where you can thrive and be be good at what you do and then other situations where you just can't tolerate like I can't tolerate the heat I I now know that I can tolerate the cold better than the heat so <laughs> right <laughs> my candles feel the same way roxy yeah <laughs> they sure do i bet oh yeah <laughs> so that's another thing product in extreme conditions right soy melts at a certain temperature so on on like smell. a 90 degree day we're melted oh my gosh yeah all the things Look you don't
3: candles.
0: think about. <laughs> Well, thank you, everyone, for coming. And I, I, think one of the big takeaways we can take from today is that it's good to laugh and continue partying.
3: <laughs> yes. Don't give up. Totally.
4: <laughs> that is the truth. Don't if
3: just can't, if you can't laugh at it and you're just completely traumatized, it's not for you. <laughs> exactly.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was gonna say, just don't give up, you know. But yeah, yeah totally. maybe it's not for you. <laughs>
1: We have a fabulous November coming up with all kinds of fun events and classes. So sit back and enjoy as we go through uh, these uh, the calendar for November. Uh, Starting off on November 2nd and every Wednesday at 10 in the morning, Renee, our silversmith, will be doing jewelry making classes. This is where you can bring your own ideas, work on your own pieces, and he will teach you the skills. Uh, to do those um, pieces. On Thursday, our homeschool classes are still going strong that we have going on. And um, you can look probably the next few weeks for new homeschool classes coming up in January. On Friday, the fourth is um, the Copper Bowl class. This is a class again from Renee, goes from 10 until 12 in the morning. And then that night is um, Art Stroll, where all the local galleries in Ogden stay open late. And we have a bunch of things going. Uh, Stephanie, I you want, want to tell us a about Art Stroll? Oh, Yeah, Izzy, were you going to say something? Oh, Izzy? Yes.
3: Sorry. I was say, I'll be at Art Stroll. We'll be, and what uh, will you be doing, Izzy? So we'll have free color a dinosaur dot, because d- November is Dinovember. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. if you'd like to turn that Dino Dot into a button or a magnet, it's only three dollars. We press nice. them right then and there. Oh, very nice.
0: Uh Renee is our featured artist too, so that will be really awesome. He's going to have a bunch of stuff from Columbia out uh-huh. and few pieces. And um, Renee or er, J- you want to talk about anything Renee's doing else? Anything else uh, that we? No. Doing? Yeah,
1: <laughs> we have talked. And try to discuss what to do that night. And we're just going to go low key tonight by having him bring his Columbian pieces and kind of just meet with people and talk about the different services and classes that he offers. Awesome. Nice. Cool. Um, we have three giveaways that night. So we
0: have the family freeze dry mm-hmm. by Jeannie and Crescent Bath and Body will have um, giveaways. So we have to go into the store that night to win and We don't spam you we don't steal your information we don't even sell your information nothing crazy like that just take it and away you go you can win (laughs) Um, summer will be there she'll be working on some of her resin ornaments so that you can see what she's doing um heather green has a brand new book out she has romance novels so all of those people that love to follow um her books come and check out her latest one um the Shark Shack will be there. He'll be doing some burnings on Pegman and Greenwood Charter School will be there with some of their art from their students. So it'll be a really fun, exciting
1: night. Nice. It's always fun to see the artists and get to mingle with the artists and see what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and sounds um,
0: awesome too. I'm excited for her project too.
1: Yes, definitely. On Saturday the 5th at 5 o'clock, uh, Renee will have his silver band ring class. And then at 7 o'clock, he will again have a copper bowl class. Uh, let me get down to next week. On the Sunday the 6th, um, Izzy, you have two classes. Well, you and your husband have two classes. Beginning yeah. paracord bracelet making and intermediate paracord bracelet making. Will you tell us a little bit about your classes? Yeah, so beginning paracord bracelet making
3: is making a basic paracord bracelet. Uh my husband Steve teaches this class. He's been doing paracord for a few years now and it's super fun. It's only $15 and uh you get to make a bracelet. You can choose between the one with the plastic clip, like um it's almost like a dog collar, but for your wrist (laughs) Or you can do the Mad Max style as they call them, but no hardware. Uh, You just use knots and those ones are actually slightly adjustable. Um, So those are super fun. That's for the beginning paracord. You can choose which one you want to do. And if you want to do more than one, he has add on kits available. And then in the intermediate class, if you already know how to do the basic knots, he can show you how to do some more complicated bracelets. So like, um, Last intermediate class, he had somebody doing what's called a hummingbird bracelet, which is four strands, ends up being a little over an inch wide, um, and yet they're super flexible, so they're really comfortable, no hard, hardware required, mm-hmm. You uh, and yeah, super, super fun. Uh, everybody also gets to make a little bonus creative thing at the end with the scraps, because he uses all his bits
1: and bobs, so yeah, super fun. Oh, nice, thank you for the description. Uh, Monday, our uh, homeschool classes will continue to go that we have set for Monday. Uh, moving through the week on Friday, Ray will have his silver cuff bracelet class. This is Friday the 11th at seven o'clock at night. Uh, Stephanie has her string art mountain class. We tell us about that, Stephanie?
0: Yeah, so it is the competition for Renee's and noisiness. (laughs) True. (laughs) Um, So I provide a board for you, and I provide um, all of the different shapes, so you can make your mountains where you want them, and a moon, and then you get to hammer the nails in and use the string and create a really cool string art piece.
1: Mm, Oh, nice! Fun
2: everyone loves and, to hammer things it's like so it relaxing is. if you need it to is. work off some holiday stress just come in and hammer some nails into wood right yes and create art <laughs> along the way and the bowls too the bowls are great for that the copper bowls
1: yes you i love it bowls... like beat it in the background yes <laughs> definitely i love the copper bowls because th- th- they hammer into a tree stump not the table yeah. so the tree stump absorbs a lot of the sound so it's more like a bump, bump. it's not that normal hammering sounds just like this bunch of boom and it doesn't echo and it's just like oh okay different sound yeah. kind of fun
2: yeah those are cool whenever i see them sitting out i'm
1: like oh yeah. a bunch of stumps they're so pretty <laughs> they are. uh saturday the 12th stephanie's doing another class uh, needle felt a design on a scarf will you tell us about that class
0: yeah so in this class i give you a piece of Fabric, which is wool, and then you get to decide what design you want to put in it. So you can create your own from your head, or I also have cookie cutters, which are really great to make your designs on. It makes it really easy to do, and you get to have a really beautiful scarf when you're done.
1: Oh, nice! always yeah. turn out so pretty. Thanks. You're welcome. And then at, at 12, we're having our fix-it day. Don't throw it away. So Renee will be there that you, where you can bring in your jewelry. And he'll talk about different options uh, for fixing that. And if he's not able to fix it, oftentimes Roxy is. And so we just pass along those pieces to Roxy for her to fix. Um, you can have any time to fix your jewelry with Renee, But this is a dedica- dedica- I can't speak. dedicated time where he will be there. And you can just pop in and bring your pieces uh, to go over.
2: Yeah, don't and let then, your, oh, go ahead. oh, I was going to say, don't let your broken jewelry be sad and languish in the,
1: in the jewelry box when you
2: bring it into us and we can fix it.
1: <laughs> right. And I think we all, if you wear jewelry or have any jewelry, there's like a drawer of your broken pieces. Yeah, totally. I know until I married Renee, I had a drawer. And even after I married him, it took me six months to realize, Hey, wait a minute. All my friends are asking him to fix jewelry. I should ask him to fix my <laughs> Yeah. You just can't throw away some pieces and yeah. some of them are pretty pricey or they're very tender to the heart because they were given by, you know, family members and things.
2: Yeah. Things Amen. that you wear on your body are very special to you yeah. and have a yes. lot of sentimental value. Absolutely.
1: Jenny, Renee can
3: reinterpret jewelry, correct? Like if you have like something like a brooch,
1: but you don't wear it as a brooch, he has the ability to often turn it into other things. Oh, absolutely. Yes. And he can do that for take any piece of jewelry and change it into a new piece of jewelry that you would like. Absolutely. Uh, then at 2.30, one of our newer artists, KC um, Peak, is doing let's make some ornament classes where you can come and make the ornament that will be at 2.30. Uh, those look uh, really cute. She's using like music sheets and all sorts of fun. Oh yeah. Oh, like with their mixed media. Yeah. Yeah. My mom and daughter just took a class from her on Saturday and they just loved it. They made the dioramas and had such a good time. And she had so much, oh my goodness, so many supplies and options. Um, they're a little bit overwhelmed by having options. Like, oh, I didn't know there'd be so many things. And but my daughter brought home a cute little well she wouldn't like me to say cute because it's supposed to be for halloween but scary diorama that we now have in our living room and kind of fun stuff on uh sunday the 13th middle of the month uh, summer will have two of her classes for resin classes so the first one at one o'clock is to bring your own own mold resin class so if you have some molds you're not really sure about resin or you need some critiquing or Some guidance, this is a class for you. And then at four o'clock, she's gonna do her resin ornament class. And she has a plethora of ornament um, molds to choose from. And you can make the resin and you can make, um, what do you call, like, I don't know, the garnishes that you put in, like the, she had loves glitter yeah she does glitter she's
3: also bringing i heard rumors some uv resin which is instant cure resin so if you wanted to make letters you can use one of her letter molds it'll flash cure you pop the letters out and then you can put them into your resin mold and i believe she's also figuring out a way you if you bring pictures you can put pictures into the resin
1: whoa oh that would be so fun and she's a fun teacher too she's oh She's so she's much fun. Yes, she is. And her resin classes are just amazing. And they, whenever I pop in on Sunday for other things and there she's doing a class, and like, oh, they just look so fun. And they're laughing and having a good time and all the fun. And there's, I got to tell you, there's a lot of fails with resin stuff, too. And they just make it all even work, the and they fails laugh about are it. Fun. <laughs> absolutely, yes,
3: absolutely. I, w- <laughs> I was in one of the mold making classes that went a little sideways, um, yes. and we still had so much fun, and we got so much usable stuff, even after some pretty big mess ups. Awesome!
1: Yay for fail the successes.
3: And my apologies if anybody went in after us and had to peel silicone off the table. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you know what? There wasn't any. Uh, Summer is so good at cleaning up and never seeing any glitter residue anywhere or resin and so she has the magic touch with that stuff. Yeah, how does
3: she keep the studio from being covered in glitter? I don't know. Come to the
1: class and find out. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) That is worthy of the class in and of itself for sure. Um, On the 18th, Renee's going to be doing a new class. He's never done this class before. He's going to take a leather bracelet and you can add a coin to it and he has a bunch of different old coins and some newer coins, coins from United States, coins from other countries. And you he'll teach you how to add it to a leather a bracelet. And that will be at 10 in the morning. That will be fun. Yeah. He's made some to sell and he's um kind of worked out some of the you know kinks and things. He's like, I think I, we should do a class for this. So he's gonna give that his try. Uh, oh then the week of Thanksgiving. So On Wednesday, the 23rd, we'll still have our joy-making class. We're going to close early so that our artists can go home and be with their family and friends for Thanksgiving. We're going to be closed for Thanksgiving, and then we will be open on Friday, the 25th, for our Black Friday. And, of course, we'll be open Saturday for Shop Local Saturday. And we have so many fun things. So you guys just got to sit back for a minute as I go through these, and I'll try to go quickly to give you an idea, but it is going to be just worth it. So first of all, we're not opening until 12. So you can sleep in, relax, catch an early game. Or if you're into going to those early big box sales, you'll have time to do that. You can come on down to um, our shop. We're we're going to have, uh, our artists will have, almost all of our artists will have things on sale. Our store will have gift certificates on sale. So if you buy a $50 gift certificate, you will get a free $10 gift certificate. Woo! Yeah. So you can buy as many of those as you want, and every 50 bucks, we'll give you an extra $10 for free. Um, on Black Friday from 12 to 2, uh, Stephanie is having her Marbling Fun class. Um, 12 to 3, we have block carving Demo by Lausanne. 12 to 7, Joe with Shark Shack is doing a Pegman demo where he burns the cutest little people on his, the wooden pe- Pegman three to 4.30, Steve will be back with paracord bracelets. Is this a class, Sizzy, or is that um, a demo? It's paracord a class. class. I mean, it'll also nice. be a demo.
3: He'll be doing stuff. But
1: anybody okay. can jump in at any time. Oh, awesome. Uh, 4 to 6, uh, Lizanne will be back doing a print printing demo. So she's going to do the carving demo first and then show how to print from those carvings. So she's kind of fun. Uh, Roxy's doing a class from 4 to 7.30, the matter root dyed scarf. So, is matter root the um, plant, or yeah, that you no. just get mad from <laughs> the
2: scarf? Um, it is a very unsuspecting vine looking plant that is very green on top but um after about three to five years the roots mature and they contain a very strong red dye that's actually a medieval dye so it's one of the most ancient dye plants that we have so it's going to be really fun it's it's a little bit of a fussy color when you first start so um i've been working with it for oh seven years so I've cracked the code how to deepen it and get the right shade. So it's going to be a really fun class.
1: Oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah, that sounds so spectacular, Roxanne. I'm so (laughs) excited. (laughs) It's a good um, Uh,
2: holiday color, red, bright
1: red. Yes, definitely. Then on Saturday, uh, for Shop Local Saturday, the sales will continue and the gift certificate sale will continue. And uh, we have some other Fun demos and classes starting first thing in the morning at 9:30. Um, Izzy's doing a tiny canvas painting class. Izzy, how tiny are these tiny canvases?
3: They're four inches by four inches. Oh, how
1: fun!
3: That sounds so awesome. Fun. I'm going to yeah. bring brushes. I'm going to bring my paint pens. I have some of the fancy internet famous Posca markers in two different sizes. So if you don't feel like you are strong with a brush, you can just scribble right on there. You cannot screw these up. They're way too cute, no matter like
1: what you draw, to come out adorable. And they dry right. really fast. Yay! Uh, then from 12 to 2, Roxy's doing a holiday cinnamon and herb clay ornament. Uh, it's a demo going on, so you can watch her mix and match, and I don't know. It sounds really nice and relaxing.
2: Learn different recipes. It'll be really easy for people to recreate at home, so if they haven't made them, they'll
1: they'll be oh, able nice. to do that after if they come. Oh, nice. and Very nice. Uh, from 12 to 7, uh, Kelly, who is the partner of Bernadine Witten, one of our jewelry artists, uh, she uh, Kelly will be there doing ruin readings. And so you can come and get that done with him and have a look at that discussion. Also from 12 to 7, Joe with the Shark Shack will continue doing the Pegman demos uh, throughout the day. And then that night from 5 to 7, Stephanie is doing a marbling a bandana class. Stephanie, you want to tell us about that class real quick? Yeah, so
0: everyone will get a bandana, and they'll get to not have a marbling fill like we talked about earlier.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) And create your own designs by floating the paint on the carrageenan, and, um, yeah, creating beautiful designs and then printing it on
1: the bandana you get to take home. Nice. And I forgot to ask you, how is is this different than your class on Friday that's the marbling fun? So the marbling fun
0: is um, kind of like what Izzy was saying, anyone can come at any time. It's not a set. You have to be here right when it starts. Okay. I have a huge variety of projects for people to be able to create. So I have like some fall themed ornaments and wall hangings and Christmas ones and animals and all sorts of different designs people can come and create with versus like the bandana class. We're just making the bandana
1: and okay.
0: big huge tray to make it in. And uh-huh. yeah.
1: Nice. That'd be so much fun. That does. Those all sound great. So, you guys want to uh, come down for Black Friday Shop Local Saturday. And that kind of wraps up the, the classes that are then the ones that are perpetually each week. And you all want Guy like tell you a sneak peek for December. We have all kinds of ornament fun classes, demo, new ornaments for sale that you will want to be aware of for December as well.
4: Woohoo!
0: Thank you so much for everyone that is sponsoring us with Patreon. It helps make our podcast possible and it also helps keep our store running. So we appreciate you all. I'd like to give a special shout out and thank you to (gasps) Untidy Venus. She's really cool. You guys got to meet her today. (laughs) Uh, Grounds for Coffee on 25th Street. Grounds for Coffee on 30th. Over there on Harrison. They're both awesome um and the right next to taboo pizza who's also delicious and yummy uh, our earthly treasures thank you to jan harris smith studio thank you to our children's earth rovali's uh real Estate's, um elements of real estate with ashley um lavender vinyl um from christina at crema jute by genie and creativity connects you should definitely go check out all these wonderful and awesome um, businesses and then on top of that are Amazing customers also donate, so thank you very much to Judy, to Megan Marks, Debbie, Margie, and Fred, Matthew, and Christina, and Megan Rain. We appreciate you.
1: Thank you all so much. If you have enjoyed getting to know our artists, say and our fails but successes, and you want to see more of us or see what we're all about, you can find us all over different social media platforms. We're on TikTok. Uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter. Uh, we even have our own lips, website, local artisan, well, let me start, localartisancollective.com, where you can go in and read the bios of our artists. You can shop for art. You can find other podcasts as well. And, of course, you can find us at our brick-and-mortar store located downtown Ogden at 2371 Kiesel Avenue, or just a little bit south of the Megaplex. Thank you for our guest artists for joining us today. And thank you listeners for listening to this podcast. We'll see you next and month. Also, oh, thank
0: you to Rich, for who's our man behind the scenes. We appreciate him very much.
1: Yes, thank you, Rich. And very. I'm also
0: very disappointed that they fell out of their chair today in the Artist Bell podcast. <laughs> <laughs>